This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Those are the words of Jesus as recorded in John 14, 27. And here's the thing. Jesus gives us peace, but the world wants the exact opposite, apparently. Everything is so unbelievably stupid, as we have to talk about here over and over and over. But before we get into today's content, just wanted to remind you guys that we do have a YouTube channel. So if you would, please go over to our YouTube channel and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know whenever new videos come out. Down here in the show notes, you will be able to get a link to that. But guys, back on episode 196 of this podcast, it was called Fear Porn and Mask Mandates. So that was back in May. The CDC had come out and said that fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks or socially distance indoors anymore which was perfectly obvious to anybody that knows how vaccines work, right? But everything has changed so much. I mean, that seems like ancient history. That was May. Guys, that was the beginning of the summer, right? And now look where we're at. So in terms of what we're going to cover today, we're going to cover co-president Joe Biden and his turn towards authoritarianism, okay? We're going to cover the public reaction to what he said last week in his uh, statement, in his address to the country on Thursday of last week. We're going to talk about the confusing, the scary, and the reality of the things that were basically said there and threatened there by Joe Biden. And then also we're going to get into some of the really, really big questions that need answers. And guys, there's some really, really solid ones there. But then also at the very end, I'm going to go over what I think you should do. Okay. There's a lot of people asking me, DMing me, sending me emails, asking me, what should I do? Okay. And I'm going to get into that in a lot of different categories. So make sure you stick around to the end. Yes, I know that sounds self-serving. Hey, I'm going to be talking about so many important things. But guys, just hang with me till the end. There's a lot of really good stuff that you're going to be able to take and apply immediately. Now, guys, I intended to talk about COVID for the last several weeks now, maybe over a month now. Because again, I was getting emails and DMs from you guys, from listeners, from, from people that love this show, telling me that their company was going to or intends to require vaccines in order for them to keep their jobs and asking me, well, you know, what should I do, right? People emailing me saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking that this is going to happen. I don't really know what I should do. You know, I have some issues with the vaccine. I'm not really sure. What should I do? And again, I'm just a podcast host, right? And the thing is, is like, I I can't give you all the answers that you need. And I'll get more into that later on. But I'm kind of glad that I sat on the topic and didn't talk about it until today. Because of what co-president Biden chose to do last Thursday. And by the way, I used to call him co-president Biden to imply that Kamala Harris might be the one that is actually running the show. But now I think it is perfectly obvious that he's legitimately just the face of this administration. And there are dozens, if not hundreds of puppeteers in the background, basically just these swamp creatures that are using him to get whatever they want to get done. But We're not talking about, you know, the legislative agenda right now. We're not talking about any of those things. We need to talk about what exactly co-president Biden said last Thursday in his statement to America. So I'm going to go ahead and get into this clip of it here, because this is the gist of what he told America to do. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers 
to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. There you go. He's requiring that private businesses mandate the vaccine. If you have more than 100 employees, which is so many people, again, he, I think he said it, it's tens of millions of people who this is going to be directly affecting. But here's the other thing. The fine is going to be $14,000 per violation per week. So a lot of people have used this mask, so I'll use it as well. So let's say you have 100 employees and none of them are vaccinated. That's 14,000 times 100 every week. That's $1.4 million a week, right? So that's basically eradicating these businesses. And it's also requiring all federal employees and employees of federal contractors to be vaccinated if you want to do business with the United States of America, right? Unless you have a powerful union like the uh, Postal Service workers, right? These are people that are seeing and being around people all day, every day. But nope, they don't have to because they have a powerful union, right? But this podcast is not going to be a complete breakdown of that speech because a lot of other people have done that. I've left a link for the entire speech in the show notes. So if you want to torture yourself and watch Joe Biden try to speak, you know, what's on his teleprompter for, you know, over 10 minutes, go for it. Like, I absolutely suggest that you do that. But the public reaction has been pretty stark for this because Republicans reacted in a terrified and excited fashion. Right. So the, the terrifying thing is because this is a crazy thing to threaten. Right. So but they're also excited. Republicans are because they're almost assured now to get back control of the House and Senate in 2022. It was already looking good before the Afghanistan debacle. But now it seems like a shoe in that that's going to happen. Democrats were scrambling and excited. So scrambling because, you know, they, they can't keep up with this administration's tune changes. It just things change way too often. Right. But they're also excited because, boy, do they love power. Gosh, they just love power. And this is an absolute insane power grab. So they're excited. But everyday Americans, the reaction from them is that they absolutely hate this. Okay. And this is across the board. Even people that voted for Joe Biden, they hate this because we don't like being told what to do. Right. You know, I remember there was this thing that came out about the state of Oklahoma, the state that I live in, about, you know, if you tell Oklahomans to do something, even if they wanted to do it beforehand, they're not going to want to do it now. Right. And so if you keep telling people to do things, if you force them to do things, even if they were planning to do it, they probably don't want to do it now. And the polls on this specifically are terrible for Biden across the board with Republicans, Democrats and independents. Okay. Now the administration keeps pointing at other fires to distract us right now, because right there's, there's this craziness going on all over right now with this administration. But we just, the Americans just, they can't wait for the next thing to come up, right? Because Everything is seemingly on fire from Afghanistan to inflation to everything, right? But this is the interesting thing is I remember being reliably informed for, for years, actually, that Trump was the authoritarian fascist. I remember people telling me that Trump is that guy. He's going to take everything over. It's going to be a police state. And you might point to, you know, uh, the 6th of January of this year and say that that's actually what happened. But th this isn't a podcast about that. But that obviously didn't happen. That was not even a coup. No one was even armed that went into the, to the U.S. Capitol. But the thing is, is we need. I, I'm trying to be careful here in, in a lot of different ways, because, again, I've got my problems with Trump, but. The, the people that were like, Trump is the authoritarian fascist, they've now become the, we need to do what Biden says because he really cares about us people, which again, I don't really care if Joe Biden cares about me individually or not. I would rather Joe Biden care about me enough to just leave me completely alone, right? Now, I don't run a company with a hundred plus employees, but if I did, I would be standing up against this. 
Okay. But that's generally the reaction that we've gotten from people. And it's just not good. People don't like it by any stretch of the imagination, unless they're a power hungry Democrat. Now, there's a lot of things that are confusing about this whole deal. So I'm going to go through those here. The first thing is that people are confused because we're being told that the vaccinations will protect us, but that we need protection from the unvaccinated, even if we ourselves are vaccinated. So I, I don't quite understand that. And neither does anybody else. Because if you have the vaccination, why do you care if someone else is unvaccinated? We're, we're getting mixed messages from the White House on that. Another confusing thing is that everyday Americans have to be vaccinated, right? According to this administration, that illegal immigrants that are streaming across our border in record numbers, and I'm pretty sure the same goes for unvetted Afghan refugees, they don't have to be vaccinated. So tell me this isn't political. Because the people streaming across the border, we're not saying, yeah, hey, we'll release you into the interior of the country. Make sure you show up for your court date, but we got to stick something in your arm real quick. We're not forcing that. But you, everyday American, you have to be vaccinated. That's interesting, right? Another thing that's confusing is that why in this whole you know thing that he's doing, why only require one negative test per week? Why not one per day? Why not one per hour? Because as I've talked about, and as people talked about ad nauseum, I could get COVID tested right now. I could do the swab right now and test negative. And then I could go interact with somebody right after I'm done recording this and get COVID. So if you test your people on a Monday and they catch COVID later on that day, well, they're going to be around the rest of the office for the rest of the week. So if you really, really cared, I mean, if you're Joe Biden and you really, really genuinely cared about people, why wouldn't you have them be tested every hour? Wouldn't that be the right thing to do? The caring thing to do? So another confusing thing is why only companies with over 100 employees? Why not everyone? Why not companies with two employees? Why not solopreneurs? I mean, if you really, really care, why is 100 the magical threshold? That's very confusing to people. It is still to me. And, and the last thing I guess that I'll go over in terms of why it's so confusing is because we can't keep up with the narrative. The narrative is shifting so often, right? And again, a lot of other podcasts have done this and a lot of other news shows, but they're talking about what the administration was saying last month. And, and Joe Biden basically saying, no, we're not going to do a vaccine mandate. And Jen Psaki saying, no, we're not going to do a vaccine mandate. And Dr. Fauci coming out and saying that, no, we, we don't need to do the vaccine mandate. And now, now they're all, all of a sudden for it. But again, I want to remind you, a year ago, pretty much every prominent Democrat said, hey, if, if Trump's able to get this vaccine to us, I don't know if we should take it. I don't know if I can trust that Trump. And now it's, oh, no, no, no. Not only are the vaccines important, they're required. When you have Democrats going on television basically saying, yeah, you know, um, if you want your privileges back, right, you know, if, you know, because flying and traveling, those, those things are privileges. If you want these privileges back, if, if you want the, the real normal life back, just do what we tell you to do. It's no big deal. Just do what we tell you to do. It's just very confusing. We can't keep up with the narrative, right? But now let's go into the scary. That's all the stuff that's confusing, right? And some of that's tongue in cheek, but most of that's legitimate. This is the scary part. The scariest thing. Biden has said during his whole presidency, and I feel like he's, he's trying to outdo himself every single week because he says these, these scary things seemingly every week. This one little clip is the scariest thing I've heard him say so far since he's been president. Let's go to the clip. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with. 
the people you care about, the people you love. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about something bigger, don't you see? It's about me, Joe Biden, caring more about you than you care about you. It's about me, Joe Biden, caring more about the people around you than you do. That was actually the first clip that I saw of his entire speech. And it was terrifying to hear him say that. Now, some of you might be like, hey, what's the big deal? The, this shouldn't be about freedom or personal choice, right? There, there's, a, there's a greater good, right? But it's scary because that's exactly what this country was founded on. Personal autonomy and liberty. One of the main reasons why we broke away from Britain, right? If you recall, for any of you that are still listening to history and reading history and trying to learn from it. But that is a terrifying thing to hear a sitting president, not a king, right? A sitting president say that to his constituency. We're his bosses, remind you, right? He's a government employee. His salary is paid for with my tax dollars. He works for me. And he's telling me that. Another scary thing is that he threatened in his speech as well, we won't play the clip, to get governors out of the way if they won't get in line, which is a direct threat to red state governors who are not going to go along with this by any stretch of the imagination. He's saying as the president of the United States that he's going to get them out of the way, which is a direct violation of states' rights. And for some of you, you know, you're way too wrapped up in the, the federal government and that news cycle to where you don't really think about states' rights. But just go back to the beginning of this COVID thing. Again, politics is local. Because it doesn't matter if the school district in Portland or in San Francisco or New York City or Chicago is running their school districts in a certain way because you don't live there. You, you have to live based on the whims of your local government, your local school board, your mayor, your sheriff, those individuals, right? And he's threatening to get these governors out of the way. Like that, that is absolutely tyrannical behavior from somebody. And, and the other scary thing is, is if the proposed testing requirements don't kill these companies' profit margins, then the $14,000 per violation per week fine will. Because one thing that he hasn't said is who's going to be paying for these tests. Because what if these tests cost you know, 25, 30 bucks a piece, maybe a little bit more times all of your employees times once a week? What if that b bill is on the company, right? Even if it's not the threat of a $14,000 fine, if somebody doesn't, you know, test or if you want to just violate this rule because you don't want to participate, it's going to kill businesses, which may be part of the point, because if you want more people dependent on the federal government, get rid of private business, right? And the last thing that's kind of scary that I want to go over here is they're definitely going to come for your kids next. Okay. The moment, and guys, I promise you, I'm not crazy. Cause again, everything that I say that I think is crazy, like two weeks go by and then something else is even crazier beyond what I thought I was going to say, right? The moment, listen to me, the moment the vaccine is approved for all ages, the mandates will follow and it will be enforceable through public schools. You can guarantee it because it's coming. So if you have your kids in public school right now, you need to be ready because they are going to start enforcing this through the public schools. They are going to use their, their, their constituency, which is the teachers unions, right? To make sure that this happens. Okay. That's terrifying. Remember I said that, but now we need to get into the reality. There's a lot of realities that we need to talk about here. This is without a doubt. An authoritarian move. Okay. 
Because again, everyone thought Trump was the authoritarian or was going to be the authoritarian, but look at what Biden's actually doing. Because here's the thing with Trump. Trump said stuff, right? He just talked trash and he said stuff out loud, but then his administration would do different things. You know, they would let him bloviate and blow off steam on Twitter, but then they wouldn't allow all those things to actually happen in the real world. Joe Biden and his administration, they're saying the quiet part out loud, and then they're legislating around it. They're not just saying, hey, we want to make sure that things are, are more fair out there. They're making sure that laws are put into place to where there's equal outcome, right? They're not just saying it for the bumper sticker. They're actually doing it now, okay? And here's the other thing that's funny about this is leftists have to have power because their ideas are so bad. And we see that right now because they've tried and their patience has worn thin, as you saw Joe Biden say, they've tried and tried and tried to convince people to get the vaccine. And up to this point, if you haven't got the vaccine, it's probably because you don't want it. It's not because it's not available. It's not because it's not easy to get. It's because you don't want it, right? But they are determined to make you do this. And since they can't convince you, they're just going to force you. They're just going to force you. Because that's the thing that you always hear people talk about, people on the right that try to debate leftists. It's like, these people don't actually want to have debates. They just want to have power. They just want compliance. Because if they're forced to debate based on the merits of their argument, they will lose 100 times out of 100. But if they have power, they will wield it. They're absolutely wielding it now. And here's the thing. Biden, here's the, here's the other reality. He's willing to go the authoritarian route with this. What else is he willing to do that with? That's a question we got to ask ourselves. So that's a nice reality for all of us to kind of think through. Another reality is we're, we've allowed our government overlords to take a bunch of our liberties up to this point, and they're probably thinking that they can just keep pushing. Because again, with COVID, they were able to take little things here. Hey, 15 days to slow the spread, no big deal. Hey, uh, we just need to get the, these, uh, these ICUs. We need to get people out of the ICUs. Oh, we just need to close your school down just for another week, just another week. Oh, we just need you to wear the mask while you do this. But hey, just give us a little bit, give us a little bit more, give us a little bit more, give us a little bit more. Hey, yeah, I know personal liberty and autonomy. I know it's important, but hey, it's a greater good. We, we just need to take care of business right now. So let's kind of take some more, take some more, take some more. But the reality is, is the government just saw how most of us were willing to just roll over and play dead. Sure. Let's worship at the altar of safetyism, and you just tell me what to do, because you're the government. So, you know, why would I not trust you? Another reality is that red states and companies that have conservative or classically liberal people that are running them, they're going to push back hard on this, right? We've already seen, you know, companies like the Daily Wire and other companies that they're they're staffing up right now. They're staffing up with lawyers. They're going to fight this tooth and nail. They will not comply. Okay, that is the reality here. Plenty of states and companies are not going to apply can comply with this. And then also another reality is that the courts are very, very likely going to strike this down. There is no way it would be a horrible decision at the level of Roe v. Wade, right? Which is horrible jurisprudence for the, for this to get all the way to the Supreme court and them to say, yeah, yeah, this seems super constitutional. Oh yeah. They, the government can just hold you down and inject something into your arm. Yeah. Makes total sense. Right? So I don't see that actually happening. It may get struck down well before the Supreme court, right? Another reality here. And this is the big thing which there's not a whole lot of people that listen to this podcast that are kind of from this ilk, but in case you're listening, if you are vaccinated, then mind your own damn business. Seriously. Spare me the greater good rhetoric. Oh, just get the vaccine. It's for the greater cause. And so we can all get back to normal and blah, blah, blah. If you are vaccinated, why do you care if someone else is vaccinated? They can't hurt you. According to you, 
Because vaccines, according to you, are so impenetrable and so important and so necessary that once you've gotten it, once you've gotten the second shot and you're a couple of weeks past it and you've got the antibodies and all those different things, why do you care? Leave everyone else alone. It's none of your business. Okay? But now we need to move on to the big questions. These are the big questions that we all need to ask, and these questions require answers, even though most of them don't really have answers right now. And the first question is, it's a little bit funny, but it's something that I'm just asking myself, and it's, am I turning into a conspiracy theorist? I'm just going to throw that out there directly to you guys, because every time, I feel like every week now, I'm like, hey guys, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, and I say something that seems like I should be saying it with a tinfoil hat on, but one of the main conspiracy theories that, that people have talked about for years. So, I mean, literally for years and years and years, almost every conspiracy theory comes back to some form of this, right? That a major government or the major governments of the world are going to force vaccinations on us. And there's going to be something in those vaccinations that maybe sterilizes us or is mind altering in some way, or, or is some sort of a crazy outcome, right? But the, the fact that the federal government wants us to get vaccinated so badly is causing me to question why I feel insane. I'm telling you, I feel insane. I've not lost my mind. I have all my marbles. I've eaten today. I've drank water. Guys, I don't understand why they're pushing it so hard. I don't believe it's because they care that much. Why? Why are they wanting this to be done so much? Because they can open the economy without COVID disappearing. They can do all the things that they want to do legislatively without COVID disappearing. They can do all these things. Why do they want to stick something into your arm? It's at least worth a question. Okay. Now, the next question, another big question for us to deal with, is, is there anything to be excited or hopeful about right now with the Biden administration? And I mean that honestly, because anyone that's willing to talk to me that voted for Joe Biden, you have a direct line of communication to me. Send me an email, info at undaunted.life. Here's my challenge. If you voted for Joe Biden, what are you excited about that the Joe Biden administration is doing that is positive? Because from my seat, there's the botching of Afghanistan. There's significant inflation across the board. Can't get people back to work. There's terrible jobs numbers. Oh, you know, the openings and jobs creation, the crisis at the Southern border, critical race theory in schools, COVID still running rampant, all these different things. Where's the positive? Where's the silver lining? Where's the thing that you hang your hat on for 2022 or 2024? Where is it? That's an important question to ask. Another important question is why is no one talking about natural immunity? I think I might be the last person I heard talk about natural immunity because I went into my reasons why I haven't gotten the vaccine up to this point is because I've, I had the infection, right? I had it in January. And everything that we've seen up to this point, every study that we've seen, especially the ones out of Israel show that natural immunity is significantly more potent and better than the immunity that comes from the vaccine, that the efficacy of the vaccine is not actually holding up to you not getting the infection. It's holding up apparently very, very well to people not having to be hospitalized and then not dying, which is the whole point, right? I don't give a crap about cases. I care about whether or not people are dying, but no one's talk talking about natural immunity. And Dr. Fauci was asked directly in a, in a news show last week about natural immunity, and he wouldn't answer the question. Oh, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that. What do you mean you don't have an answer for that? If you've had COVID-19, right, 
and it's multiple times more effective than the vaccine alone, shouldn't we know exactly how effective? Why is no one talking about it? The next question that we really need to reckon with is, why are the ICUs full? Why are nurses burning out and why are case numbers so high, right? Because that's all you turn on the local news or the national news. That's what you get. The ICUs are full. Nurses are dropping left and right. And the case numbers are so incredibly high. So let's go into all that. And I'm not going to be able to go into too terribly much detail because I'm just trying to give you the basic overview. One thing that you need to realize is that hospitals are businesses, right? And they don't make a lot of money if they have a whole bunch of rooms that are empty, right? So ICUs typically operate at near capacity anyway, right? Because having a hundred ICU beds when only five or six are full is a horrible business strategy for how much it takes to run a hospital, right? So there are more people that are needing to come to the ICU because they have COVID. Okay. That's a 100% truth. But this idea that, oh my gosh, they're all full. They're They're almost all full anyway. Here's the other thing about nurses burning out. There's some things that people really don't want to talk about when it comes to the nurses. Okay. So last year, whenever hospitals were completely shutting down everything that wasn't COVID related, right? You, you couldn't go and get, you know, an ankle surgery. You couldn't go and get a sinus surgery. You couldn't do any of these elective surgeries, right? Well, don't you know that all of those wards in those hospitals had nurses that worked there? These nurses were all of a sudden furloughed. They were let go because you can't just keep paying these people to sit on floors that don't have people on it. You can't keep paying them to not do a job, right? And so then when things started to open back up, some of these nurses chose not to come back. They stayed on unemployment or they chose not to come back for their own reasons, right? So that's why there's such short staffs with a lot of nursing people is because a lot of them were furloughed and decided, I don't want to come back. And also a lot of these nurses have been told by their hospitals and by their administrators, you have to get the vaccine or you can't work here. And they said, "Ah, I guess I don't work here anymore. Nurses, people in the medical field have chosen not to get the vaccine for personal reasons. And those personal reasons are varied, obviously. And we can't claim that these people are, you know, unaware or ignorant of the issue, right? They, they work in it every day. So when you see all these nurses, oh, we don't have enough nurses, nurses are burning out. There's a reason for that. And it's not the reason that you're getting on CNN or MSNBC. And then also, why are the case numbers so high? Again, guys, I don't care about case numbers. I care about deaths. And you can tell whenever the death numbers are not fitting the narrative because they won't talk about the death numbers. They're not running the death numbers on CNN. They're not running the death numbers, you know, in the headlines of the New York Times. It's all about cases, 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 cases. Well, guess what? A lot of people are having cases and don't even know they're sick. A lot of people are having cases and they're mildly sick. A lot of people are having cases and they're, they're pretty sick, but they're not needing to go to the hospital. And then people that do have to go to the hospital, a lot of them are ending up making a very, very quick recovery because we know how to treat this thing now, right? With, within relative ease and with, to a certain degree, right? So if you're asking those questions, again, I've had questions with people that are very close to me. They're like, oh, I'm starting to get really worried about the Delta variant because I'm hearing, you know, nurses are short-staffed and all these. Are. Again, there's a narrative here that most people aren't sharing and there's a lot of facts that most people aren't going over. Another question that we need to really reckon with is why not require health mandates? This is an honest question. The federal government, co-president Biden, has decided to do a vaccine mandate. Why not require health mandates? Why not require people not be fat? Why not require it? You're the federal government and you say, hey, hey, you know what? 
You want to eat that? You should eat this instead. It's ha- it's more healthy for you. Hey, 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 I know you want to sit there and binge watch Netflix, but hey, we're going to get up right now because we're the federal government. We're going to tell you what to do. Put on your running shoes. We're going to go for a run. Why not mandate that? Because every available data point says that if you are obese, that that will one, lead to other issues. And number two, that you will have a much worse time with COVID if you get it. So we want to mandate that people get a foreign substance injected into their body, but you don't want to mandate moving more and eating less. I mean, if you really care, federal government, if you really, really care about the health of everybody in your country, why wouldn't you just mandate? Mandate health. Again, they, they never would do such a thing because then, then that's a judgment thing. And then you're fat shaming and you're fat phobic and, you, and you're all these different things. So we're just going to ignore the fact that the people that have died from this have been overwhelmingly obese. The, the overwhelming amount of people, I should say, have been obese that have ended up dying from COVID, right? But hey, can't talk about that. That means you're a bigot. Next question that we really need to reckon with is, does Biden know that this is going to be struck down in the courts? Is he planning on that? Is he hoping for that, that this is going to be struck down? Because again, he's addled, but the people around him at least have got to know that this doesn't really have a snowball's chance in hell of making it through, right? Is that the point? Do they know that things are so unbelievably bad that they're hoping that this gets struck down so they at least have a boogeyman that they can point out that's not themselves? Oh, they can point at the the evil Supreme Court and then they can go back and point the finger at Trump because three of those people are on the Supreme Court because of Trump. Is that the idea? Is that the play? It's dubious, but it could be a play. Another question is, and, and this might be the most important question, but it's what is the actual goal here? If you were to ask the Biden administration or ask anybody that works there, what is the actual goal? And I mean, ser- seriously, is zero COVID the goal? Because that's not possible. The coronavirus is here. COVID-19 is here. It's going to continue to splinter off into other variants in the future. It's here now. We can't have zero COVID. Is the actual goal 100% vaccinations? Because that's not possible either. Because even if you had a program where you're going door to door, you know, holding people down and shoving it in their arms, people are going to get out of that. You're never going to get to 100% vaccinations. That's not possible. Is the goal no death? We don't want people to die anymore. Talk more about that in just a little bit. But the last question here that I want to go through, and this one is really important as well, just like the last one, is what is the limiting principle? What is the limiting principle? You know, we're using the federal government to cram down COVID vaccinations. But we've also heard this administration and this government talk about how things like racism, white supremacy, global warming, guns, uh, access to what they call reproductive health care, et cetera, all these different things. We've been told that these things are existential threats in, in public health crises, right? Why wouldn't they just force compliance in all of these areas and call it, you know, basically under the guise of health, of community health, of general health and wellness? What is the limiting principle? Because again, everyone's like, oh, you know, that slippery slope argument, like that's crazy talk. Like, why are you thinking that way? But again, it's not in the Overton window right now, but in the current news cycle, seven and a half minutes from now, it could be in the Overton window. We could be talking about that. So if you're for this, if you are for Joe Biden mandating that privately owned businesses 
require vaccinations of their employees, where would you like that line to stop? Is it right after that? Is it far enough beyond that? Because again, we're being told things are existential threats that are not threats. But if the party in power thinks that they are, and if they're able to cram down something like this, why wouldn't they cram down more? But now I want to transition into the what you should do. Okay? I'm talking directly to you. Some of this applies to you, some of this doesn't. But let's talk directly to you. If you run a company with 100 plus employees, do not comply. Do not comply. Now, what you might be thinking is, hey, we've got over 100 employees, but we're not doing that well. You know, maybe we haven't really bounced back from COVID. Perhaps there's there's things that that we we could do, but man, we we can't fight back against the federal government. We don't have the we don't have the 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 finances. We don't have the abilities to do that. We don't even know people who we would hire. Guys, there are going to be a myriad of lawsuits filed. Join in. Like there will be people in your state, especially if you live in a red state. There will be people in your state that are looking to fight back against this. Join in. So you stay in the know and join in on one of those lawsuits. It may be a class action type. I don't really know about the whole world of law, but there's going to be something like that that you can do. Do not comply. Draw the line in the sand. You're not going to require that your employees do this. Also, you should honestly consider moving to a red state. Now, I know, you know, I, I'm a Christian. We talk about, you know, the, this is not our kingdom. You know, our kingdom is the one to come and, and all those, all those different things and all that's important. But if you're worried about this and you're one of the millions and millions, tens of millions of people in America that are stuck in a blue state that is for this, you should consider moving. You know, just this week, we had the recall election where Gavin Newsom was not recalled in the state of California, but millions of people came out and voted against him. They wanted him out, right? now. That entire state is ran, it's a hellscape now, I don't know if we can call it a state, but the entire state is ran by Democrats. There's not a single Republican in any public office, in any political office in that state, right? Not in the state legislature, not in the state house, none of those things, right? Zero. Zero of any prominence. Why would you stay there? And don't tell me the weather. You should really consider moving. Because that's the great thing that we currently have about the, you know, the states with states' rights is if you don't like a place, if it doesn't fit with what you want to do and how you want to act and how you want to be governed, you can move. I, I absolutely say that you should consider doing that. I'm not saying definitely move to red state. Consider it. Also, another thing you should do is get ready to take your kids out of public school. And this is not some sort of public school versus private school rant, all these different things. And I don't even have kids that are school age yet. So yeah, you can just categorize my, my feedback in terms of that. But look. When COVID blows over, okay, and I've already said earlier in this podcast that they are going to use the vaccine mandates the moment that they're, you know, applicable for all ages and they're going to use the public schools to do that. So I've already said that. But when COVID truly does blow over, right, whenever, whenever it's really in a lot of people's rearview mirrors, when it's just another common thing, the flu will become the next great pandemic that's coming for your children. Because we already know that COVID is not really a, a thing for children, right? It's not really hard for children uh, to, to get around or, or get through. Less than 400 children in the United States during the entire pandemic have died from COVID-19. And to my knowledge, every single one of those kids had significant pre-existing conditions. Tragic, but again, not statistically significant when we're talking about public policy, right? But remember how all these people 
for, for over a year now have been saying the flu is more deadly and more harmful to children than COVID, that exact statement will be used against you in the future. Because a year, maybe two, maybe five from now, when COVID's really in the rear view, we're going to have a bad flu season. Guess what? The overlords that are running the teachers' unions or running your school district are going to want to shut down the schools. They're going to want to move to e-learning. They're going to require masks, all those things. And it's going to be all too easy to do those things in the public schools. So you need to get ready to take your kids out because it's coming. Another thing that you need to think through is that we need to prepare ourselves for the midterm variant. Now, if you hear anyone call this the midterm variant, you tell them that they stole that from me because I just coined the term. Guys, prepare yourselves because approximately three or four months before the 2022 midterm elections, there will be a new variant of COVID-19, one that we've never saw coming and one that we didn't expect that's highly transmissible. And gosh darn it, wouldn't you know it, the current vaccines aren't able to deal with it, but we've got another vaccine coming. Or if you get your 17th stick in the arm, it'll definitely take care of it. It's going to come. Okay. This is the only thing the Democrats have to run on right now because they can't point to Joe Biden's record. They can't point to his competence. They can't point to his successor. They can't point to anything, right? There's going to be a midterm variant. Prepare yourselves for it. Okay. Now, the last thing in terms of what you should do is if you're being required to take the vaccine to keep your job, I can't help you with that decision. Okay. I've had a lot of people reach out to me, even personal friends, you know, people that work for the federal government, Kyle, what should I do? You know, I know you're researching all this stuff. You know, what do you think? I can help you categorize different things that you already believe. I can help insert additional knowledge that maybe you didn't know about, but I can't make the decision for you. Because if you've got a family that's dependent on you, maybe you're a one income family, this is a really good job and you're not really scared of taking the vaccine, go for it. Take the vaccine. I'm not going to tell anybody that wants to get the vaccine to not get the vaccine. That doesn't live in my household, right? So if, if you want to go get the vaccine, go for it. If you're worried about it and you don't want to get it, then don't get it. But every single one of us has a line that we need to draw. And again, maybe you're okay with getting the vaccine. Maybe you're just kind of dragging your feet because you're not really worried about COVID that much. But now your boss is telling you, you have to get it. And you have 70 days to do it. Is that really a place you want to work? Again, I can't answer that question for you. You have to answer that question. Is it worth it to be compelled by your job to inject something into your body? Is that a place you want to be? The answer is either yes or no. But I do want to throw something out there to you because everyone is saying, because they think this is really good advice just generally, is consult with your doctor on this issue. Just make sure you consult with your doctor. The one thing that I will point out to you about that advice is that most doctors are generalists, okay? There are a lot of doctors that are specialists. That's why they're called specialists, because they've specialized in a particular type of medicine. Most doctors are not epidemiologists. Most doctors are not, you know, they don't know everything there is to know about immunity, about infectious diseases. They're just generalized doctors. So if you roll your ankle or if you got the sniffles, they can generally help you. And once it gets outside their purview, they have to point you to somebody that knows a whole lot more about the subject than they do, okay? So when you consult your doctor, that doctor might just say, yeah, just get it. Because in their brain, vaccines are good. Vaccines positive. Vaccines thumbs up. It's a homogenous category to them, right? I had a doctor recently tell my currently pregnant wife to get vaccinated. 
Do we have any data to support why a pregnant woman should be getting vaccinated? And if, if pressed, would that person be able to produce anything substantial to say that, hey, we have a longitudinal study that says this is completely okay on pregnant women? We don't even know yet if pregnant women should take Pepto-Bismol, right? Whether that's actually something they should do or not. There's a lot of debate there. And that's been around for decades. But this person with a lab coat or, you know, a doctor's coat and a stethoscope around their neck says, ah, yeah, get it. What's the harm? So again, I'm not saying you shouldn't trust your doctor. I'm not saying you should ignore your doctor. I'm not saying your doctor doesn't know more about medicine than you do. But what I am saying is that doctors aren't just magical people that are absolutely right about everything, right? How many doctors don't know jack crap about nutrition, right? These are people that are fat themselves. They don't know anything about nutrition. They're saying, yeah, just have a healthy, balanced diet and you'll be fine. They don't know anything about supplementation. It's not their exact field of study. Just because they're a doctor doesn't mean they know everything there is to know about everything. Okay. That's my one caution to you. Now, at the end of episode 196, that was fear porn and mask mandates, right? Now we're on to fear porn and vaccine mandates. I talked about this. I talked about two big issues that I see from everything that was happening at the time. Again, that was back in May. Number one, we've allowed the government to control us with ease. I talked about that again in this episode. Number two, we have a growing number of people worshiping at the altar of science. Scientism. Now you could even say scientism and safetyism. Okay. Much of what we're seeing now is coming from a Marxist worldview. Much of what we're seeing now comes from a communist worldview. Much of what we're seeing now comes from an authoritarian worldview. And even beyond that, much of what we're seeing now comes from a totalitarian worldview. Okay? But, more than anything, much of what we're seeing now comes from an atheistic, materialist, humanist worldview. Okay? And the reason why I say that is this, is because if you are a strict atheist, if you are a strict materialist, there were only material beings, that's all. If you're a humanist, if you're any of those things, this life that we're living, that you individually are living, has to be protected at all costs. Because it's all we have. So a strict atheist materialist, humanist, doesn't understand how you, Joe Christian, could say, yeah, you know what? I don't really want to inject that in my body. There haven't been any longitudinal studies done on that. I don't really know if I'm going to drop dead or have any heart issues or have anything come up. I've had some friends that have had some bad you know, reactions to this vaccine. I don't really trust it. And you know what? At the end of the day, if I die, that means I get to go hang out with Jesus. So no harm, no foul. They can't fathom how somebody can have that worldview because they don't share it. They've heard the gospel message, maybe, but they haven't accepted it. This world is all we have. That's why they're so crazy about global warming. That's why they're so crazy about this virus. That's why they're so crazy in love with this vaccine and everybody that says that we should get it. Because if you die, that's it. It's just lights out. And what a sad, sad place to be. That is why you are called to be fishers of men. That's why you're called to share the gospel with people, to give them hope beyond this material world. Because guys, guess what? My body is one day going to fail me, right? Whether I fall out of a helicopter and splat on the ground and my body doesn't keep me alive, or I just slowly decay and I eventually succumb to some disease down the road. This body is going to end. 
It's gonna, it has an expiration date. I just don't know when that is. Hopefully it's after a long, long time and I get to have a long, full life, right? But there's something waiting for me on the other side. And it's something that I can't even fathom that if, if God were to able to put it into words, we wouldn't even be able to understand what he was saying, right? And so that's the, the thing that overrides everything that we're doing here and everything that we're saying here is that you have to come at this from a realistic worldview. You have to come at this from a worldview that has an ending because again, every single worldview has to answer the questions of origin, meaning, morality, destiny. Origin, where do we come from? Meaning, why are we here? Morality, how do we tell between good and evil? And destiny, where do we go when we die? And the Christian story has the best answer to that. All right, guys, before we let you go, we are going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know by now, our mission is equipping men to push back darkness with content like this podcast that helps you forge spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. So today, I've got the YouTube video that gives you everything that President Biden said. So if you think that I mischaracterized anything that he said, I've got the entire transcript, the entire video right there for you so you can take it in yourself. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Wherever you're listening to this, Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. If you want me to come speak live at your event or on your podcast, just shoot me an email to info at undaunted.life. That's I-N-F-O at undaunted.life. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok and like us on Facebook. And then you can check out our website for everything else, including how to donate to keep more content like this coming your way. Just go to www.undaunted.life. We also want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music for our content. The intro-outro track on this podcast is our song Cutting the Ties, which is off their 10th anniversary re-recording of their album Leveler. The link's are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep pushing back darkness, keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical resilience, keep seeking the Lion of Judah.